How does an introverted savant make an impact on the world? Listen to my guest today, Tobin Slavin, to find out exactly what he's done and is doing to make a difference in the world. Tobin is a successful entrepreneur, co-author of the newly released book, Experts Never Chase, and co-founder of Book of Experts. Welcome back to Pursuing Profit with Principles. We are so glad to have you join us again today for another guest expert interview. And I am thrilled today to have with me Tobin Slavin. Tobin is one of the founders of Book of Experts. Uh, and he has also is also just now releasing a new book called Experts Never Chase. I can't wait to read that one. And one of Tobin's strengths is dialogue that drives sales. So welcome, Tobin. Thanks, Regina. I appreciate you having me on. This is this is my what I love to talk about. And uh, I actually have a co-author on the book. So I want to make sure we give a shout out to Kat Stansick. And I, I actually think the book is better for having the two of us in it because she does the same kind of work that I do. That's we, We've been friends for a while. We worked with, I met her actually in one of the mastermind programs that I had joined. I think having a male voice, having a female voice, having things described in different ways makes it makes the book better and more more of an impact for the folks that are going to pick it up. And really, I'm super interested in expert based entrepreneurs like that. That's just my thing. I love meeting them, talking to them, spotlighting them, folks like yourself, Regina. So, uh, you know, we've been you and I have been crossing paths for a while. So it's fun we to have. be able to do this with you. It is indeed. And and I too love those those opportunities to visit with those expert entrepreneurs and, and thus this program came about, this podcast. So it has been just an absolute joy to interview folks on here and get to know folks all around the world. Um get to know them a little bit better and and share their wisdom and knowledge with our audience. So Tobin, tell us a little bit, if you would, of your journey, what brought you here, what drives you. And, and who it is that you work with that you serve. Yeah. So my story is, I, I jokingly tell people, it's kind of like I, I, so I grew up in Maine in the Northeast and up in the Northeast where Maine is North of Boston. So the Boston sports teams are, that's like your heart and soul, the Celtics, the Red Sox, the Patriots, all that Bruins. And I kind of feel like I played for the Red Sox in my work life. And then I went to play for the Yankees. And if you know, if you've lived in the Northeast, you know what I'm talking about. Like there's nothing worse that you can do than to go play for the rival team. And what I mean by this is I've been in the digital marketing space now for almost 20 years. And my, my first work was building online communities. I was uh, building email lists and really it was push send and send that message out to hundreds or thousands of people. And it was a lot of fun. It was like playing a game, really, because you'd send a message and see what the results were. And at one point, one of my clients, you know, we grew them to over $20 million a year. We sent out two emails that produced a million and a half dollars. And that's just wow. a really fun environment to play in. So I was an email list builder, you know, email marketing person, digital marketing person. And then probably about three or four years ago, I don't I'd have to look at the, you know, time's <laughs> flying for all of us these days. Yeah, um, I changed teams. And what I mean by that is I went to work in the one-to-one -one space, the business development space, reaching out and talking to one person 
in a personalized, organic yeah. way so that they 100% know that that what you're saying is meant for them. It's not a copy and paste. It's not a script that you used with a dozen other people. It's right. about them. And to me, this is what business is about. It's, it's relationships. People don't refund relationships. Amen. And, uh, I really love what we're doing. I love that. And, and that's interesting. You know, we, we're kind of on similar paths. Um, because that that one to one reaching out and that you know not it's not about having the big mailing list although we know that our mailing lists are you know a valuable um, asset in our business and we certainly want to stay in touch with the folks that that are connected with us but that one to one outreach is so important. One of the things that we talk about in the book uh, that's coming out that I think will be of interest to folks, this it, it made a lot of sense to me so that this is why it was written into the book. And it's really the base, I call it the four gears of marketing. But for a long time, I worked in that space of, you know, automation and email list building and web, you know, funnels and this really, you know, paid traffic. And if you've ever tried to make your business or your organization grow that way, it's really hard. Like sometimes it works. And I gave you a, you know, a, a great example before when it was working well. Right. And other times it feels like a kick in the pants because you're doing a lot of the work and paying a lot of money in paid traffic and you're not getting the positive ROI that you need to continue. Right. And this, this really bugged me for a long time. So what I figured out is that all those strategies, the one-to-many strategies are really like your car, driving your car in fourth gear. When you're cruising down the interstate and you're in high gear, life is good. And that's the picture right. that they paint. That's, you know, have your funnel, let it work, make money for you while you're sleeping. It's true, but it's not true in every case because to get out of the parking lot, you need first, second, and third gear. And if you try to drive out of the parking lot in fourth gear, your car stalls and you sit there and wonder what's going wrong. And I, this is what the, the four gears of marketing is a chapter in the book. And we, you know, really the book was written about first gear, which is reach out, have real conversations, human to human with other people. They will tell you what they want to buy. And when you have that conversation, you don't have to chase anymore. Because as experts, we know the minute you start chasing your clients, you diminish your authority with them. They start to say, if you're so good at what you do, why are you chasing me around trying to get me a, you know, as your next client? So it right. really undoes, it unwires the, the best work that we can do. So you need a process that's more effective to go have conversations with people, figure out what is going to serve them best and give them that in a conversational way. They'll, they'll buy all day long. They'll buy what they want to buy. People only buy when they want to buy, not when we want to sell them. So important to re to remember that, and to recognize that there is that buyer's journey, and and we don't know where they're at on that journey until we have those one-on-one -on -one conversations with them, right? Not only w for this individual that we speak with, that where they're on the buyer's journey and what they need, but they will also when we take our selling hat off and we put the buying hat on and we help facilitate that buying experience we learn amazing things. They'll use words and phrases that we never thought of because they have a beginner's mind. It's all new to them. Whereas as experts, we get too close to the work. We get in the weeds. So when you hear them and you use their language, uh, this is what the book is about. How do you actually, first of all, how do you find your right fit people? That's the first question that I always hear from folks. Then how do you actually start a conversation with a stranger? And 
one that they don't, you don't send them the other way, you know, on the web these days, everyone's <laughs> like, who's this weirdo from the web? Why are you approaching me? Why do you want to, you just want to sell me something. So there's a lot of, we call them the leg humpers, the, the sort of salesy folks that are trying to make business happen, but it doesn't really feel good for them or the recipient. And so right. how do you do this in a way that, that fits your personality, feels good, feels fun and playful, and yet business is also happening without having to force it? So, so important. Uh, I was visiting with one of my clients the other day, and then I had proposed a very similar kind of a process to her. And um, she reported back that every person she had called had said, yes, they were interested in the next step. Every single one. Uh, yeah, was that I think one we all crave, we, we crave to be treated like a real human being. And that's, I'm not against technology. In fact, I build chatbots yeah. is sort of a hobby. Like I do a lot of that work. I built funnels and, and so I can do those things. Right. But I think the world we live in, people are like enough is enough. I don't want the advertising. We have all kinds of technology to get the advertising away from you. And people, particularly in this last year with the pandemic, uh, people are craving that real connection. And that's where business happens when you actually connect with another person and, and someone makes that decision. Oh, true. So, um, so you've talked about one or two of the chapters in that four gears of marketing. Tell us a little bit more about what's in the book. Yeah, so the, the four gears is just a first chapter. I envision over time that we'll probably write a book specific about each of the gears. So Experts oh, yeah. Never Chase was really written for the first gear process. And I always think of there, there are questions that always come up. And I mentioned one of them earlier, which is, how do I, where do I find my right fit uh, clients? My, my next client, where do I find them? Because they're not even on my radar. I don't know. I don't see them coming. So how do I do that? So we answer that process and we do it in, I think, what's kind of a unique way because a lot of folks just, you know, talk about go on sales navigator or, you know, do this kind of search and bring back a list. That's actually has not been my most effective way. I do that sometimes, but I rarely search these days because I found much more effective strategies. The second thing um, that people ask is that, I think I shared this question earlier, is what do I actually say to someone to start a conversation so it's weird for them and weird for me? And then the third one is always, how do I make that turn? Okay, I'm, now that I'm chatting with people, now that I found my people, I'm chatting with them, like those things that seem so hard are not such a big deal anymore. How do I actually make the turn into a sales conversation? Like, should we be doing business together? And my, right. my co-author has a great phrase. She says, uh, this is going from talking about the weather to whether or not we really should be doing some business together. Oh. And so there, there's uh, some nuances to that. And there's a really elegant process to, to do that in a way that just doesn't feel awkward. Because I don't think any of us you know, want to have that awkward conversation where we drive someone away after we've spent so much right. time building a relationship with them. And then so the last part of it is really the how do you lead the sales conversation? How do you, how do you actually have that sales conversation in a way that at the end is just a natural next logical step of, you know, what's going to happen next year? Yeah, absolutely. And that takes so much of the pressure off of you and off of them. Um, you know, off the person that you're having that conversation with. So tell me, Tobin, who's, who's your ideal client at this point? Who would you say is is that person out there who really needs to grab onto this book and, and uh, apply it in their business? 
Yeah, I think that this book, so I've mentioned before that I tend to work, I've, I've fallen in love with the expert-based entrepreneurs. Those are, you know, authors and speakers, coaches, uh, consultants, agency owners. These are folks that have a gift that they're bringing to the world. And we know that this is, this is entrepreneurs are what's changing the world. It's not happening at, happening at the big government level. Um, right. It's happened, the entrepreneurs are the movers and shakers out there. But there are a lot of these folks that are spending too much time trying to make the business side work and not being able to do what they do best. And many times they're not experts in sales and marketing, or they might be an expert in one section, one slice of sales and marketing. But they feel deep down, they feel like, one, they're a best kept secret. People don't know what they do and they don't really appreciate it. And two, they're not getting paid and rewarded for their expertise. Years and years of hard fought, hard won expertise that they know how to do things. And yet they feel like they're just being people looking past them. And they often, when you get in this position and you don't know where your next clients are coming from, you start getting in this mode of having to chase people down. And it feels bad for the person who's being chased, it feels bad for the expert. Right. It doesn't work very well. And so this book is really how to reverse that process. Excellent. Excellent. Well, as you know, Tobin, with uh, each of my guests on the podcast, I have three questions I like to ask them. Now, um, you've not had as much of an advantage as some of them have <laughs> no. in terms of time with these questions. But let's let's address them anyway, and let's look at uh, any synergies between the book and these answers as well. Okay, got it. I'll I'll do my best with it. Do your we'll, best. we'll do this on the fly. Will. So give him grace, everyone. He's he's not <laughs> heard them all yet. Uh, okay, so our first question is: What is a leadership principle that has served you well in your personal and business life? Um, okay. So, uh, I like this question. Um, I think that one of the things that I've learned and I didn't, if I, if I knew it earlier in the earlier versions of myself and work, uh, I didn't fully appreciate it the way I do now. And that is, um, a leadership principle of checking in with other people regularly, not once, but continually, and this, this shows up in the work that we do in the conversational outreach, the dialogue is constantly checking in with people. Are they with you? Do they understand? Does this make sense to them? So we build these little hooks into the conversation so that it's always a dialogue, that it's a two-way conversation and not, remember I told you I switched teams. I'm, I, I left the broadcast game to come and play the dialogue game. And I think that's when you get people's permission when they give you permission to share, you they've given you license to do a lot with them at that point in time, but they chose it. And I think it makes all the difference in the world. Yeah, I would agree 100%. Now, I've heard a lot of passion coming from you as we've gone through this interview about what you're doing now and that switching teams and all. So this next question plays along with that. How has pursuing your purpose and your passion impacted the success of your business? I've, I think over the years, I tried to do it the other way, and it just felt like it was tearing my heart out. It wasn't worth doing. If I, if I had to do business that other way and not tap into working with the people I love in a, you know, th there's a lot of things that we can go out there and do and make money and have a good life, you know, a good, comfortable right. life. And this path of being an entrepreneur, as you know well yourself, is often not easy. 
Yeah. Um, and I think that this book that, that we have coming out is um, really born out of those sleepless nights, those early morning, you know, terrors where you're laying in bed and saying, I don't know how I'm going to pay my bills this month, right? I right. know I've got a, a family to take care of and I know I'm doing good work and I know the impact of that work, but I don't, there's a gap there. I don't know where the client's coming this week that's going to keep me going in the meantime while I build up my mini empire that we all yeah. aspire to. So uh, I think that that is the passion point. I felt that pain myself. I found what, you know, if I was put in the worst case scenario, gun to the head, you know, family taken hostage, you know, worst thing you can imagine, I would, this is what I would do. I would go out and I would have conversations, elegant conversations that feel good, not pressured conversations with my warm network, with strangers. It works in either case and talk to people and figure out what would serve them and then figure out a, a combination that works for them and for me. Excellent. Excellent. Third question. What is one profit strategy that you've used in your business? A profit strategy. So I think that um, every marketing person that you interview, Regina, is going to talk to you like one of the first steps is know who your ideal client is, right? Everyone says this at step one. And, and I have to, I've kind of gotten jaded by this advice it's it's so used and yet so hard to do because in truth sometimes you have to go out and work with a half dozen clients to figure out who your ideal clients you can't yeah. decide that cerebrally we can't just just say this is the ideal client because when you actually work with them that may may not be true so what i advise my my clients to do is you know go out pick a couple client couple a's couple b's couple c's work with them, see who you really enjoy working with. And then once you have that real data, that real experience, I love the Bs, the A's and C's, they can go you know, to somebody else. I love the Bs. They're a great fit for me. It's really easy to go find client, more clients like them. We can, we can actually research them and see you know, what are the patterns of behavior and interests in the Bs that we can find because birds of a feather flock together, right? So you can find more like them, you start to work with them. And that's where the profit in your business will come from, not just monetary profit, but the work, how you enjoy your work and how you get the most out of that experience. That's profit as well, because you'll have that much better, uh, you'll love your business again. Yeah, excellent. Love that. Yeah, you just got my my wheels turning there. <laughs> I can see I could see the wheels turning with you for a, a second. Smoke were... coming out. <laughs> <laughs> so, if folks want to pick up a copy of this book, what's what's the pathway here? What's the yeah? When so is it coming out. What's what's the opportunity for them to pick that up? Yeah, thanks thanks for asking. I appreciate you working that in. Um, so the book is actually coming out. Um, you can pre-order it now uh, through Amazon and we've got Kindle and all that in place. Um, but the book will be in hand May the 4th, Star Wars Day, right? Traditionally for years now, I've launched something cool on Star Wars Day. So May the 4th, the <laughs> book will actually be out and in hands. But we're a couple of weeks away from that at the time that we're recording this. And what I think is really interesting, and honestly, I'd love some, some help from you guys out there. We have a Kickstarter going we thought this would be a really fun way to launch the book. And we have some pledge amounts like added bonuses on top. So you can do the book. That's great. You can get a signed copy, but we've got some cool things on top of that for folks. 
And if that's you, if you like those sort of enhanced options, um, it's, I think it's kind of fun and playful. And you can go to expertsneverchase.com and see what we're doing on Kickstarter. We, I need to get this thing funded, Regina. If I don't know if you know this about Kickstarter, but if you come up 1% short on your goal, all the money goes back to the people oh, who right. pledged. We don't, we don't collect any of it. So I got to put this thing over the top. We got to reach I, our know, goal. That's a new platform for me. I, I had not heard of it until you and I had this conversation. So tell us a, yeah. a little bit about that, if you don't mind. Well, I think Kickstarter is very well. People design games and different products and things that okay. they will share on, on Kickstarter. But they are unique in this. There are other uh, funding platforms that you can do where you don't have to give the money back if you don't reach your goal. But right. the Kickstarter, you know, we have to reach this goal. As of, as of about an hour ago, we were at 54%. Um, okay. So we're getting there. We're not there. there. But, you know, we started the day at 24%. And this is, by the way, you know, the uh, in the market sales and marketing space is doing experimental stuff. So this is the first Kickstarter that I've run, but it's it's fun and playful. I just need to work really hard to to get it over the top at this point. Yeah, yeah. So folks, go out to expertsneverchase.com and see how you want to support this effort. This is this is a tremendous value in in the entrepreneurial world. And particularly, as as uh, Tobin says, with the um, expert-based entrepreneurs, because it can you can easily fall into that habit of or that practice of chasing clients. And uh, as Tobin talked about the you know the the challenges of being an entrepreneur, that uh, some of those can can get you chasing them instead of creating those relationships where they just want to do business with you. They want to, to have what you have to offer because they respect your authority and your expertise and they and know that you can help them get down the road, right? Yeah, I, I appreciate you bringing that up. And I think that this book is the best of what I know, the best of what Kat has shared as well in the workshops that we do. It is not and this might surprise some folks out there, it is not just a book about go create content. In, in the four gears of marketing, content is actually second gear. It's secondary to first gear. And this whole book is about first gear. It's about being more proactive and going out to your people. Because if you sit back and you wait for them to come, that's also a terrible feeling. Although it can work really well when you're having great conversations, then you layer the content in on top. Uh, it can work. It's a really great strategy to do it that way. So I think the book is fun. The, there's some extra added bonuses for everyone who supports on the Kickstarter. And we're going to do some mini workshops and stuff specifically awesome. for the supporters there. So any help would be much appreciated. Excellent. Excellent. Well, Tobin, it has been a pleasure having you on the, on the podcast today. And uh, I can't wait to get my hands on that book, Experts Never Chase, because I have done my share of chasing. And hopefully that's in the past, but I have certainly done my share. And so again, folks, that address is expertsneverchase.com. And it will also be in our show notes. Uh, join the Kickstarter program. I'm not sure what the right word is there, but join in on that Kickstarter program. See all the, the bonuses and things that, that uh, Tobin and Kat have put together for those who support the book and its release. And, um, and we appreciate your support of that. Tobin. 
Thanks for coming on today. Really appreciate this. No, I, I really appreciate you, uh, Regina. This is great. You're doing a wonderful job with the podcast. This is exciting to see you uh, spinning this up um, and, and see what you're doing with the other entrepreneurs that you've been profiling here. So I'm excited to uh, be a listener as well. Excellent. And folks, please come back. Join us again for our next episode of Pursuing Profit with Principles. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening today. As you can see, all entrepreneurs experience challenges in their business. Most of them have worked their way through them with the help of a trusted coach. So let me ask you, what's the biggest challenge in your business? Are you generating the profit that you desire? Do you know what systems you need in order to create more efficiency and profit in your business? Are you tired of working 60 plus hours a week and not seeing the returns? Are your relationships suffering because of the stress that you're experiencing? If any of this describes you, then schedule your 90-minute profit acceleration analysis with me today for only $97. This is a special price for my listeners only. The value of this call is easily over $2,000. We will find between $10,000 and $100,000 profit in your business and lay out a roadmap for you to be able to overcome all of these problems. So get your life and your profit back on track. Schedule your profit acceleration analysis today. There is no obligation and I'm not going to do some hard sell with you. However, if you want my help to achieve the results from your blueprint, I'm happy to have that conversation with you about what that would look like. So schedule your call today. The link is below in the show notes. Join me next time as I interview Todd DePastino. You've heard before that the best way to succeed is to find a need and fill it. Well, that's exactly what our guest on our next episode, episode has done. Todd DePastino, founder and executive director of the Veterans Breakfast Club. He comes from the world of academia as a historian and a professor. And he's taken that love of history and his appreciation of our American veterans and coupled it with a nonprofit organization that not only serves veterans, but gives them a voice. <music>